So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? Would you like a cherry, baby? Sit down and talk! The Gallifrey Broadcasting System. Do you like it? Yes. Yes, I always did. Your source for Doctor Who news, updates, reviews, and commentary. With your host, me, Jace Thorne. I think it's starting. Well, here we go again. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. It's Jace, and I'm flying my TARDIS solo this week as I give you guys my commentary for episode 2 of series 10 entitled Smile, as well as introducing a new segment to the show. It's going to be the Doctor Who Fan Theory of the Week. I saw an interesting article on ScreenRant.com listing 17 crazy Doctor Who fan theories, and I found it really interesting, so I thought I'd share one of these uh, fan theories with you guys a week, because uh, there's some really far out there ones. Also, I wanted to give you guys some info about the GBS podcast. I will be in Dayton, Ohio, October 13th through the 15th for Time Lord Expo. It's a Doctor Who fan convention, uh, and I'm extremely excited for the event. There's going to be a lot of actors from the show there, including, you know, Sylvester McCoy, uh, Sophie Aldred, and uh, Michelle Gomez, as well as a ton of others. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really, really excited for this. And hopefully I'll see you guys there. If you want to meet up with me, I'll, I'll be also recording episodes of the podcast there. So there's even ways you guys can interact with the show. Another cool thing that I've been doing recently on the Facebook page, which if you haven't checked it out yet, it's uh, facebook.com slash gbspodcast. I've been showing, you know, little tidbits of my Doctor Who collection, so to speak. You know, showing off pictures of uh, my pop figures and all the cool memorabilia items that I have. So make sure to check out the Facebook page for that. Facebook page is also there so that you can message me or tell me what you like about the show or what you don't like about the show. So make sure to go ahead and check out the Facebook page. Also, if you haven't already, check out the Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash gbspodcast. If you're you know a fan of the show, if you want to support the show, please, please check out the Patreon page. As it's a way that you can make the show better. And there's great rewards. It's not just, you know, give me money, which, it, I mean, it kind of is, but I am offering some cool items uh, that you can, you know, earn for being a patron of the show. So enough plugging. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode with this week's Doctor News. Well, I've got some news for you, dudes. All right, our first story this week, Ninth Doctor Christopher Eccleston is to play Macbeth in the 2018 summer season for the Royal Shakespeare Company. The actor is to make his RSC debut playing the Scottish King at the Royal Shakespeare Theatre in the season which runs from March 13th until the 18th of September in 2018. 
In joining the RSC, the actor follows in the footsteps of 10th Dr. David Tennant, who played Hamlet in 2008. Eccleston himself played Hamlet in the 2004 West Yorkshire Playhouse production of the play. The contemporary production of what is described as Shakespeare's darkest psychological thriller will be directed by Polly Finlay and will also star Neam Cusack as Lady Macbeth. The actor actively sought the role according to RSC artistic director Gregory Duran. Gregory Duran said, Christopher Eccleston rang and said, I know you're going through all the plays in the canon. When you get to Macbeth, can I play him please? The production will be broadcast live to cinemas on April 11th in 2018. Two treasures from classic Doctor Who are amongst 600 lots of movie memorabilia being sold in a London auction on Tuesday the 26th of September. Sylvester McCoy's signature hat from his spell as the 7th Doctor is up for sale alongside a Dalek model miniature from Revelation of the Daleks which starred Colin Baker. Both are estimated to sell for between 8,000 euros to 10,000 euros. These iconic pieces of television history will be sold alongside props and costumes from over 200 films and television shows worth between 2 and 3 million euros. A preview exhibition presenting over 300 auction lots will take place until the 26th of September at the BFI IMAX in Waterloo, London. Stephen Lane, the prop store CEO, commented on the upcoming auction, we're very pleased to be able to offer two iconic lots from classic Doctor Who as part of our live auction. These great items and hundreds more will go under the hammer at Prop Store's Entertainment Memorabilia Live Auction on the 26th of September 2017. The auction will be live streamed online for fans to track the bidding on auction day. Registration and bidding is now open. Bids can be placed online over the phone or in person. Big Finish Productions has announced that David Bradley will be reprising the role of the First Doctor in a new series of audio plays. Bradley will star as the First Doctor in this year's BBC One Doctor Who Christmas special alongside Peter Capaldi. Now, Big Finish Productions, an arrangement with BBC Worldwide, are giving this reimagined First Doctor another chance to explore the cosmos. Joining David Bradley are his co-stars from the Mark Gatiss docudrama on the origins of Doctor Who, an adventure in space and time, Jamie Glover, who plays Ian Chesterton, Gemma Powell, who plays Barbara Wright, and Claudia Grant, who plays Susan, the Doctor's granddaughter and the original unearthly child. Script editor and writer Matt Fenton said the adventures of the first Doctor are all about discovery finding out what this infinite universe contains, and also who our fellow travelers are. As we journey with Ian, Barbara, and Susan in the mysterious Doctor, we come to see what they are capable of when confronted with strange, the unjust, and dangerous. The series of adventures pays homage to the beginning years of Doctor Who, and each of the four episodes in each story will be given an individual title. Two of the four stories are historical, focusing on tales from Earth's history pre-1963. Back in its first few years, Doctor Who was intended to be an educational program using time travel as a means to explore scientific ideas and famous moments in history, while still captivating the minds and imaginations of generations to come. Not only will the Doctor be exploring our history, but he will also encounter strange new life forms, 
and in a big Finnish exclusive, the first Doctor will encounter his greatest foe, the first incarnation of fellow Time Lord, the Master, played by James Dreyfus. Pearl Mackey, who played Bill in the most recent series of Doctor Who, is returning to the London stage in a new production of Harold Pinter's play, The Birthday Party. The production runs at the Harold Pinter Theatre from the 9th of January until the 14th of April 2018 and marks the 60th anniversary of the play. Also starring Toby Jones, who played the Dream Lord in Amy's Choice, and Zoe Wanamaker, the voice of Cassandra. The production is directed by Ian Rickson. BBC Worldwide has issued the press synopsis for the Doctor Who Christmas episode Twice Upon a Time. The episode will be the last story to star Peter Capaldi as the Doctor and will feature David Bradley in the role of the first Doctor. Pearl Mackey returns as Bill Potts alongside Lily Travers and Jared Garfield who recreate the first Doctor's companions Polly and Ben. Mark Gatiss also joins the cast as the Captain. The synopsis reads as follows. Two Doctors stranded in a forbidding snowscape refusing to face regeneration and a British Army captain seemingly destined to die in the First World War, but taken from the trenches to play his part in the Doctor's story. This is the magical last chapter in the Twelfth Doctor's epic adventure. He must face his past to decide his future, and the Doctor will realize the resilience of humanity, discovering hope in his darkest, frozen moment. It's the end of the, an era, but the Doctor's journey is only just beginning. Alright, so that does it for this week's Doctor News. Listen to me, listen. I just, I just want you to think. All right, and that was the intro for the new segment we're introducing this week, the Doctor Who Fan Theory of the Week. Uh, we've got a juicy one this week, as it's entitled, The Daleks Are Incapable of Killing the Doctor. In any given episode of Doctor Who, it's taken for granted that the Doctor will spout a lot of expositional dialogue and that the villain of the week will allow him to do so unchallenged. Such is frequently the case with the Daleks, who, while in a position to end the Doctor's life, instead choose to let him ramble for a while before he makes his escape. While many might see this as simply a convention of the show's formula, others have begun speculating that there might be a reason for the Daleks in action and repeated failure to kill the Doctor. Way back during the Tom Baker era of Doctor Who, the fourth Doctor found himself in a position to destroy the Daleks, one which he rejected, ultimately leading to the, their initial creation in the first place. Some fans believe that because of this paradox, the Daleks are actually unable to kill the Doctor. They can't do so for risk of eliminating themselves from the timeline as a result. This theory gained more traction as a result of the most recent Season 9 of the modern Doctor Who, in which the Doctor saved the life of a child who grew up to be Davros, creator of the Daleks. Thus, the Daleks are forever desperate to kill the Doctor, but ultimately unable to do so without risking the life of their creator. Hmm. It's an interesting theory. I don't really buy it, uh, but I, I do like it. I think it's just more... Like they said at the beginning, which was, it's just kind of how the show's formula works out. And the Doctor's always going to come out on top. So that's a cool little fan theory. Um, there are a lot more. You can check at ScreenRant.com. That's where I got uh, this one from. And uh, we will have another one next week. So let's go ahead and jump into the meat of this episode with my commentary 
for the episode Smile. Alright, let's get this commentary started. I'll let you guys know once I press play. Just uh, for reference sake, I'll be using PlayStation Video to be watching the episode, so that's where I'm going to get my time cues from. So it is possible that if you're using something else like Amazon, what have you, uh, the the episode's time cues might be off by like just a couple of seconds. But I will let you guys know once I press play. Um, Alright, I, I wish I could add the audio to the episode, but unfortunately that's not within fair use. So, I'm going to press play in 3, 2, 1, and go. Right, I know you guys can hear it, so let me uh, fix that. What do we do? Do I have to sit somewhere? Are there seatbelts? Well, you've done this before. This isn't your first trip. Alright, there we go. Fixed that. Actually, I'm gonna grab the mic so you guys can hear me better, more properly. So here we have the first, I guess, official adventure with the Doctor and Bill. <laughs> Another reference to the fact that the TARDIS is sentient. I, I, you know, I've said this a lot before on the show, but I really enjoy uh, Pearl's performance. <laughs> She's got an interesting jacket with the little, uh, the little uh, stickers on it. Oh, someone's knocking at the door. Peter Capaldi's very good actor. He does not like Nardal. I don't like Nardal. I still don't fully understand the nature of the Doctor and Nardal's relationship. Even, you know, finishing the this the series, I still I still don't fully get it. Again, Matt, I'm sure you're you're a great guy. I just don't like your character you play. Cubba. Yeah, I <laughs> because of shows like Doctor Who and others, I I get some of that British slang. Cuppa being a cup of tea. I don't know, you know, if the doctor... I probably would go in the future, too. Well, it just depends. I guess... I don't know. If I had a TARDIS, I'd be going all over the place. Kezi has a cool name. <laughs> I, uh... I recent, I'm not going to plug the app because I'm not a big fan of it, but there's an app that I recently got on my phone that sells things, you know. They have a lot of Doctor Who stuff on there, and 
I, I, I kid you not, they already had masks for sale for Halloween of the, uh, of the emoji robots. interested in a little mood identifying suit <laughs> and there we go the killer the killer nanobots I wonder why I didn't eat the bones. I love this intro, by the way. I don't know if I've said that before, but the intro is very good. I uh, a few years ago, um, I saw a fan create their own intro before Peter Capaldi had made his debut on screen. And it was so good that it inspired this one. So it actually, uh, this intro or, you know, opening theme, not the theme, but the visual came from and was inspired by uh, a fan edit, which was really cool. So it's, it's always interesting to, you know, see that the fans can influence the show. Yeah, we all know the doctor loves the police box look. There's my phone going off. Sorry about that, guys. The generation that we call the millennials. Oops. <laughs> Party foul. with Missy. Oops, spoilers. <laughs> I don't mind, you know, the this version of the uh the doctor's outfit, you know, with the hoodie. I don't know if I'm a particularly or <clears throat> I don't know if I particularly I cannot say that word. I don't know if I like that that palette, but I do like you know the 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 hoodie combo. <laughs> what a what a interesting little face.
I'd love to have that, you know, ability. I think I think uh, it'd get old quick, but the, you know, being able to talk, you know, over great distances without, you know, having to pick up a device. I mean, I guess the Bluetooth speaker essentially is the same thing, but. Beautiful, I'll say that, that, that landscape. And there's a proper robot. So uh, time cue is 7 minutes and 55 seconds. Hopefully the human race doesn't devolve where it only speaks emoji. Yeah, though, you know, if it's super visible, like if your mood is visible to other people, they could just inform you and then it would affect your mood. So it's not really, doesn't matter whether you can see it or not. I mean, it is important to uh, to keep people from, you know, not being uh, glued to their phones or anything. So that's a way of doing it. I hate Jello. I really do. It's like one of the worst desserts. Ugh, looks so gross. <laughs> yeah, algae are living things too. <laughs> he fancied me. It's a good line. Yeah. 
What? I don't, I don't know if I get that. Yeah, I wouldn't get over that either. Ugh, please stop eating the jello. <laughs> yeah. You know, this season, I'll, I'll say this about... Uh, series 10 is that they really you know poked fun at things that the fans think about you know like uh, that line talking about high blood pressure and you know we find out later with Missy she says things like name, his, her name is Doctor Who or I'm sorry his name is Doctor Who so there's a lot of inside jokes in this season I wonder if artificial intelligence will be a danger to humans at some point. Um, who was it? I cannot believe I'm blanking on the name. Uh, this is going to kill me. Who said it? I don't know. I, I'll, I'm sure I'll remember at some point during this commentary, but uh, basically... The fact that we're not more con this Elon Musk, there we go, uh, is extremely apparently extremely concerned about the growing danger of uh, of artificial intelligence. But um, skeleton crew. Uh, that that stuff reminds me of a uh, War of the Worlds. This uh, Tom Cruise is running, and then people get zapped by the you know the aliens, and then what ends up happening is they just completely are vaporized and turned to dust. That always freaked me out because <laughs> I'm telling you, if that happened, if that happened, and I was covered in like the dust of of another person I guess man that would creep me the fuck out especially if they were alive mere seconds ago just really gives you a sense of mortality
Uh-oh, two tears. <laughs> yeah, that was just like uh, the episode Hellbent. Not Hellbent, Heaven Sent. There's a the confidence in a in something that doesn't chase you very fast. It, it it adds more to them that that you know they don't have to chase you. It can be more scary. Peter has that sinister look somewhat with his smile. It's so weird looking at this version of the doctor's smile like that. <laughs> that British um, way. An American would say Wiltshire. Um, you know, last week's episode, Vince brought up the, the deus machina of the sonic screwdriver, and re-watching this episode... I don't see why he couldn't just override the the you know the interfaces with his sonic screwdriver and and make them non-hostile or or just tweak it so that they always think people are smiling you know I don't know Again this would change probably change the whole aspect of the show, but the doctor really should have a way of instantly teleporting to the TARDIS. I mean, he's had it before. There was the episode, uh, Time of the Doctor, where Handles was able to teleport uh, the doctor in and out of the TARDIS. I don't see why he wouldn't have that always. That would, you know, make things really easy. Make them less interesting, but make it really, really easy and convenient. <laughs> Another good line. I don't wonder what the Doctor's browser history would look like. I mean, as far as we know, the Doctor is not very sexual at all, so I doubt it would be anything pornographic. But, um, you know, what what, what would be on there? Who knows?
I wonder if we'll have watches like that in the future. I wonder if there are people in those suits, and if there are, are they children or are they little people? See that, that, that you know what? I'm not even gonna ask that question. That's a topic I don't even want to get into. Now, looking at this set, very interesting. I wonder if this was built or if this is like built for the show I mean or if this is like actually somewhere or if it's green screen it doesn't look green screen at all so it, it definitely looks like a physical set and the way it looks and is built yeah this has got to be a building somewhere I wonder where Oh, party foul again. I'm sorry, guys. I should really put my phone out of here. That's very unprofessional of me. Yeah. I don't. Man, how many. If you think about it, how many freaking robots would it take, like, to build, you know, this place? Like, that's a lot of robots. Like, probably. More than trillions. I think of Game of Thrones, the Battle of Blackwater Bay. I like the way that uh, wall is designed. I'll say that. All right, that's it. I'm, I'm, I promise I'm putting my phone out.
me uh, check the time cue again just to make sure. Uh, we're at 23 minutes and... Alright, 23.52. This set looks familiar. I think they're lighting it different, but we've I, I'm sure we've seen this set before. Thingamabob. I love how the doctor already knows where he's going. He didn't need her there at all. I'd be, in this instance, I'd be a lot like Bill, like, uh, you know, like freaking out that I was on a spaceship. Another true statement. All traps look enticing. That that's why it's a trap. If it looked dangerous, it wouldn't be a trap. Oh no. Alright guys. Episode is loading. Crap. So um Make sure to pause your episode if you haven't already. I'll let you guys know. Once the time cue picks back up, I'll let you know where we're picking up from. Why is my internet messing up? Okay. We're clicking on here again. Of course, this happens when I do a commentary. Every other time, internet works great. loading again I'll give you the time cue as soon as I have it <laughs> internet's terrible all right so there we go um we are at 29 minutes and 52, sorry, 25 minutes and 55 seconds into the episode. Sorry about that. Let's hope uh, we don't have any more problems with the interwebs. Doctor crawling down, opening a latch. Not a very good death face 
Like, I, I get that it was a death smiley face, but, like, I don't know. Just put a skull uh, with bone, the crossbones, the typical, you know, deadly symbol. I didn't like that uh, death smiley face at all. Hmm. So, uh, yes, there we go. Dead robot trucking along. Nefertiti. Wonder how many Bill cosplays I'll see at Time Lord Expo. I wonder if there'll ever be a male version of uh, of Bill, like a cosplay. a cool little uh, uh, <sighs> I must be tired uh, that would be a cool um, you know piece of memorabilia to have if you could create it which I'm sure you could easily like there's a little too much emotional weight there like I don't feel like she, you know she would react in that way I mean it's she it's in the future she knows that I'm sure me especially any human being is aware that at some point the train stops you know like, I'm sitting here and I'm aware that one day the human race will end. I mean, that's scary to think about, but it's true. Everything that has a beginning has an end. Doctor always finds himself in these situations. Literally a time crunch at all times. I 
that's the beauty of the show, you know. It, this character has had so many adventures. I don't know if that robot would be able to grab him like that. I'm being Mr. Nitpicky right now, but those robots are not very, uh, uh, oh man, I, again, I am so tired. Like, it, it's motor skills. Doesn't have a lot of, I mean, it has joints, I guess, but not very mobile. They're slow moving, you know, they don't seem to have the flexibility of a human being. Why did we need to see his mood there? I don't know why that was relevant. Watching this episode, um, it was timely in the sense that uh, the game Mass Effect Andromeda had just come out. So, and then there was also that movie Passenger or Passengers the Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Pratt movie. This idea that the human race, you know, will go off into the stars and, you know, uh, freeze themselves on a big ship and then something goes awry, you know, while everyone's sleeping. It seems to be a story that wants to be told a lot. They all die. So we are 32 minutes and 40 seconds into the episode. We had a slight internet glitch. Which we're keeping our fingers crossed that that doesn't happen again. You know, I do like this episode more than I liked other episodes this uh, this series. But, you know, as I gave my Series 10 review uh, in an earlier episode, I, I really felt that this season was extremely up and down. Which I would say more down than up. And, and another thing I've I mean it, it, this is hard to predict because we don't know but watching re-watching Peter Capaldi episodes Jody's gonna be so different man it's gonna be and I'm, I'm don't get me wrong I'm very much looking forward to it but this is gonna be a completely different show here in a year
Yep, that is her. It's been a few months since I've seen this episode, so I've actually forgotten how this ends. Apparently, robots that learn is bad. So they kill everybody. Fruit actually sounds really good right now. I'd like a banana. So, Doctor, you gotta solve this problem. you just run in like the matrix you know and just have a an EMP grenade just ready just knock all these robots out I don't know why they need the badges though that's I think the badges don't make a whole lot of sense because the interface can see your mood anyway. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too far into it.
Robot doesn't like that. Don't ask questions, little boy. All right, we are reaching 30. Here we go, 3840. This is the I I I could see this coming though that the doctor makes the city you know, understand or makes the he always does that you know he always tries to make things understand just like the episode uh, um, an empty child same kind of thing microbots killing everybody because of programming that's too smart ah again no one would would people really do that shoot at tiny robots that like a trillion of them what would a gun do and would i don't know if that would be threatening to the the vardy you know this is again me being mr nitpick Again, okay, what did I say earlier about the freaking sonic screwdriver? Just, just use that at the very beginning and everything will be fine. I don't know, I'd like all my wishes granted. good line. There are a few good lines in this episode. Yes, their city. I love how Bill is like totally understanding of the situation and on the doctor's side like she's like yeah i totally get it
Yeah, don't piss off the robots. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. I wonder, I, I'd like to see like 200 years into the future to see if artificial intelligence exists or if it will ever exist. Or maybe it exists right now. I, I don't know. It's interesting. I love this TARDIS. I really do love this console room. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> I don't know why this just popped in my head, but I wonder how how much sleep the doctor needs or how much maybe not how much he needs, but how much sleep he takes. jump into next week's episode. I wonder if that's purely a CGI elephant. Okay, we won't worry about the preview. We've seen that. So, that was Smile. Interesting episode. Um, not one of my favorites, but I do like Pearl's performance in it. Uh, you know, it's, it's a it was a good introduction into Bill, and uh, she only gets better from here. So yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed. And sorry about the uh, sorry about the glitch there. So it's that time again as the show comes to an end. I appreciate you guys listening this week. Check the show next week as the show will be getting a really cool update. I can't spoil it just yet, but I am really, really excited about it, so make sure to check out Episode 7. If you haven't already, check out the Facebook page. Give us a star rating on the page because that will really, really help us out. So anyways, check you guys next week. Geronimo. Geronimo.